All right. Welcome to the Pages from Diary of Milan podcast, a podcast about surviving your 20s with flair. I'm your host, Alessandra, and this is my wonderful, lovely, beautiful co-host, Maggie. Oh my gosh, don't flatter me like that. Wow. I'm just just reading off your your application to the show that you sent in. It's all true stuff. (laughs) My resume? Oh, I I kind of lied on that. Sorry. (laughs) (sighs) You mean you tell me you don't look like Cindy Crawford? This is like, I'm shocked. I mean, have you seen my face right now? Can you see me in the camera? I'm looking at it right now. You could be Kaya Gerber's mother. (laughs) I don't even know who that is. Uh, Her daughter. It's okay. Anyways, what's today's topic, (laughs) Maggie? Why are we talking about this? Oh, 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 oh. Because we are in the middle, the smack dab in the middle of our friendship series. Midweek, baby. Woo! I know. It's crazy we've come this far already. We're so responsible I'm oh yeah us. oh we are on top of this recording every day I really like hope my microphones turn on correctly which is a shame <laughs> this is just not getting picked up but we'll figure this out later it's okay, it's okay. all right continue it, it truthfully truthfully we are smack dab in the middle of the week because this topic is like a hot hot topic in the christian small <laughs> southern baptist i don't know what what denomination is out there in california that's like the big wigs but <laughs> <laughs> you acted like we are a whole different religion like okay i don't know how you christians in california pronounce like love and truth and whatever but over here in the south yeah whatever oh oh whatever. oh believe me though when i say southern baptist like there's a whole stereotype oh of, yeah like, I know, I know. The, yeah, it's it's interesting. You'll have to familiarize yourself with Southern culture when you come down. I will. I'm going to. I'm going to. Anywho, anywho. A common, a common thought, ideology, I don't know what we want to call it. We'll call it a, a myth because that's what we've been doing. A common myth in especially dating culture is that your spouse slash fiance slash significant other whatever you are in your relationship, they should be your best friend. And that's just the hard, fast rule they say, is that your spouse should be your best friend. And Alessandra and I are here today to tell you that that is a lie. Okay, we're going to discuss what we think about it and see if we can come to that conclusion, because I am in no way an expert about this. I'm just sharing an opinion here. That's true. Okay, lie is a harsh word. We are not quite there yet. I was being dramatic. That thing she said before was the lie. Not that this is a lie, but like her talking about it, that it was a lie, was the lie. (laughs) I lost yet lie. Um, Not gonna lie. (laughs) Okay, okay. okay. Gotta get ourselves under control here. (laughs) Under control. (laughs) Anyway, so Alessandra, when you think about that statement, when I tell you, because this is something I hear quite a lot in, again, counseling circles, relationship circles, like. Have you actually ever heard this from a professional? That is a question. Has it only ever been like chit chat among the small groups? No, I've actually heard um, like rom- romance conferences. What am I trying to say? Um, the <laughs> marriage conferences. Me up, like. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like speed dating, but on steroids and for oh, Christians. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I've actually heard this as a topic in marriage, like marriage conferences, and you know those conferences for for teen girls about dating, and you know, oh, oh yes, gosh. you were. What? That's, that's, that's chaotic, right? There. Let's <laughs> let's give teenage girls advice. Oof, and pray they don't take it the wrong way. 
<laughs> well, this was one of those sentences, sentences, phrases that mm-hmm. I took the wrong way because I did not know exactly what I thought of it. Yeah, I don't um, think we actually all ever know what we're doing until we actually do it. And then we've done it wrong. And then we're like, huh, oh, so exactly. that's not how you do it. Just the opposite. <laughs> and then you should be good. Okay. Because, okay. Because for example, if I tell you at, if I just straight up tell you, your spouse should be your best friend. How do you take that thoughts? at face value? Like, what okay, so do you... two things. Two things. I'm okay. already thinking. Okay, so two things. Um, I think yes and I think no. Only because if you heard our first episode, well, not episode, but like our first time, our first myth, I think it was, about, or maybe we're just defining friendship. I think it was like the first episode we were defining friendship. It's been so and long we can't even remember. I know, right? Yeah, crazy. How many days ago was that? <laughs> yeah. Um... But but, we're talking, I was saying how in my mind I have like two different definitions for the idea of best friend, one that the world more or less capitalizes on and then one in my mind how I see my own best friends. And so in my mind, when I think of, oh, your spouse should be your best friend um, uh, from the the secular culture um, definition, heck no. Heck no. But I also just gave my opinion how I don't think that that should even exist. So heck no, it shouldn't be your spouse. That shouldn't even be a thing. And then two, with the yes, um, I do think that your spouse, in my definition of it being a category that people enter in and can enter out of uh, with ease and without problems and drama or whatever. um, Yeah, like your your spouse should be one of your best friends for sure. Um, But... That's a lot of pressure. Like, I, I feel like I'm almost, and I don't even know if this is on topic, but you know how I was also talking about how I feel that some people do the whole best friend thing just because of the title? They're not actually thinking, oh, is, should I, do I want to be best friends with this person as is? You know, because like when you, when you stay in an unhealthy relationship, you're, well, the one of the bigger arguments people have when they're trying to get somebody recognized in an unhealthy relationship is, oh, you're missing out on a potential being in like a healthy relationship that you actually enjoy. Um, but so then there's that idea of, oh, like I have to stay here. Like you're purposely letting yourself miss out on something great because you think you have to be here. But there's also there's also a lot of comfort in a contract. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you know safety. Yes, safety, like, oh, I know you're not going to leave me. Because, you know, at the end of the day, people just want to be loved and they don't want to be left. They don't want to be discarded. They want to be, like, it's really sad to have that happen. And so if you can have, like, the idea of, like, this person's never going to leave me, then you almost feel the sense of safety of being your crazy psychotic self who just overloads um, not saying that you do that. I'm just saying, like, if you did. Oh, my crazy psychotic self. <laughs> oh, you're exposing well, me. Right, but the thing is, is Maggie, is, is I don't dump on you everything. I might have a day where I might dump everything on you, but I don't dump everything about my life on you. I have other people in my life. I talk to them. I talk to my mom about things that I don't talk to my friends about. I talk to my friends about things I don't talk to my parents about. I have my counselor who doesn't know anything about nothing. Who Like, y'all don't know anything I tell her so like i have my siblings i have my dog like you just you have different people that you tell different things but if you condense all of those best friends or relationships that are healthy and great and you push it all into the idolized best friend the one the only and then you put that title on oh yeah my spouse that's a lot of pressure you should not be putting the roles of a village on one person it takes a village to be a healthy individual, it takes a village. You need to have multiple people in your life to talk about and do different things with just for a well-rounded, healthy self. Um, 
if you put that all on your spouse, not only are you putting the regular, already hard, already stressful spouse duties, but all of that stuff that could, that should be in that. Um, they don't need to know everything. All, and that's a weird thing to say, even for me, because in my mind, I think, oh, they should know everything. And it's like, well, I'm not saying hide things. I'm saying is like, there are some things that you just talk about with your girlfriends that maybe you shouldn't talk about with your guy friends, let alone your spouse. Like, I, like, you you just don't and not saying that you're being dishonest or hiding it's like you just i don't talk to you maggie like i would like my boyfriend <laughs> if i had one like i wouldn't i wouldn't talk to them like i talk to you yeah i just i i wouldn't do it and so why are you saying you're saying that one person can fulfill this role of best friend when we already established that if you're a growing maturing individual you will need different people throughout your life so that means that not only are you putting this really hard burden of a, a position on this person who's already got a pretty tough position, like marriage is hard, even if you do it right, which like, that's crazy. So um, say you're a growing, changing individual, which you will, being married doesn't just mean you're stagnant for the rest of your life, like you're still an individual that's growing and learning and changing. Um, you are... Now putting, we already established it's unhealthy to expect one person in your life to be like that throughout your whole life as you're going through all those changes. Why the heck would you put it on somebody that you're married to? Because you're, because that puts unnecessary stress on it. And like you want to do literally everything you can to not make your marriage as stressful as possible. Not saying that there's a way to make it not stressful. I'm saying like even in the Bible, I was talking to somebody about this, how even like in the Old Testament, there is a thing about how if a, a couple gets married within the first year of their marriage, like neither of them, especially the male is, I think maybe just the male, I don't know. Neither of them is allowed to be like deployed to war or something like that. There is like a literal emphasis on marriage. Like growing and being able to have its best chance and the first year is hard um you don't want to put stress on that so then that take that emphasis on let's try to give marriage the best possible um chance by just setting things up right and being healthy and doing what we can like no one's perfect but if you have some basic principles <laughs> then um you you it'll just help and so if you just dump all the roles of a village on this poor individual who already loves you so they're already going to feel like they have to do all this stuff which means that they're probably not going to say no if you ask them to do all that but that's going to wear on you and you don't and you're going to get burnt out you're not going to appreciate that person you're just going to feel overwhelmed um you're you just it sometimes helps having that bit of separation you know i was also reading about uh, the concept of the feminine mystique and not in the, the the sense i know there's a book that talks about that that's totally different this is like a small book i forget who it was but barely anybody's read it but it's also talking about how like you know young girls have a tendency to like they want to share everything and i know in my mind when i was younger like if i was with the guy i always had this fear of like oh like if they knew this about me then they wouldn't like me anymore. So like, I have to share as much as possible so I can let them know like, hey, do you still like me if you know everything about me? And it's like, no, that's that's not how that works. You like, there's a, there's a fun part of being in a relationship with someone where you keep things mysterious and you learn and you're constantly throughout your marriage, no matter how long you've been married, you're still discovering the other person. Um, so if you're always their best friend and you do all the roles of spouse, best friend, best work friend, family friend, you, you say your spouse, you just put all that pressure on just the one spouse. 
you're gonna not really appreciate the whole discovering your spouse process because you're just gonna be like, dude, if I have to hear one more thing about this, but then you feel bad because you're like, I feel like I should be your best friend because that's what everybody tells you, right? Like, oh, your spouse should be your best friend. You should be able to do everything. Like, yeah, you should be able to trust them with anything, but that doesn't mean you should do it. You know, like, like if I was married to somebody, I should feel like, oh, I should be able to trust you with this, anything, truly. Uh, but does that mean I'm going to put that on you? Probably not. I'm going to differentiate. I'm going to analyze the situation, decide whether it's necessary, what's actually the most helpful, whether somebody else can help me. Um, so yeah, the concept of, yeah, they they should be able to be your best friend, but like you shouldn't put that on them, which I think is the conclusion I'm going to come to on that. Yeah, and I think that's a very reasonable conclusion, and that's kind of how we we were feeling about it when we initially discussed this a Mm -hmm. couple weeks Mm -hmm. ago because the way we thought about it is I mean you basically all everything you just said but also breaking it into two different categories where you have you know the the relationship itself and like how you just touched on about how it's unhealthy for the relationship between you and your spouse like that is a lot of pressure on both of you and that that's an unhealthy dynamic for the two of you together but also there's another side of it where that's unhealthy for the individual um to kind of be isolated in a situation like that too because if you devote everything into one person and one other person and we we talked about this like you said at the beginning too if you pour all of those expectations of best friend into one person you are inevitably going to be disappointed and ultimately you're kind of going to isolate yourself from a world of other people that you could grow and learn from you know because mm-hmm. and I see this so so often Um, on my college campus and just with a lot of girls my age in my social circles who when they and they don't just do this this is not strictly for spouses either it also falls into the category of you know when you get a boyfriend you're Um, stuck with me forever and that means I can I can dump on you everything (laughs) because no one else will listen to me because I'm alone and I want to be loved and so I'm just gonna just overload and ruin everything and then wonder oh my lord a topic I'm so passionate about about discussing is the idea that um dating relationships should not be treated the same as marriages okay you can leave a dating relationship you can you know you can choose to walk away for whatever insignificant reason you decide I don't care what the reason is you Mm -hmm. are allowed to walk away regardless that is your choice you yeah that's like a okay. mentality though like i feel like that's how i was raised though is to treat dating relationships like oh, yeah. marriage but 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 the point of that is that it's not healthy especially because i see girls who get into a dating relationship and they instantly devote all of their attention into that single person in, the, in their case it's a boy they're dating and so you know they they pour all of their energy all of the the emotional um, the just the, the charged emotions that they would mm-hmm. pour into a best friend into their boyfriend and they <laughs> completely isolate themselves from their outside friends and so oh, you know I've yeah. lost lost friendships that were really important to me because the that girl that person who I was friends with has completely shut herself um, away from just other friendships because she's poured so much and invested so much mm. into her boyfriend as her 
significant other best friend, you know, and that is just unhealthy because if you ever, if you ever rely on one person that much, Mm -hmm. it is, Mm -hmm. it is just breeding toxicity and it is breeding. asking for trouble. Exactly. Because, oh yeah, especially in dating relationships, there can be so much manipulation, (laughs) so much manipulation. Well, it goes back to what you were saying about having that of, the reason the only reason because for what you're doing is because i have to because forever like not really good reasons you know yeah um that that opens you up to putting up with more abuse like say boundary um violations and toxicity like it opens you up because girls will want to be faithful and want to stay or be emotionally attached to whatever and or anybody does not just girl like anybody who's really like in love with somebody who's now isolated themselves as you say and their best friend is this person they're in love with it makes it harder to see the um the damaging personality traits or the unhealthy personality traits or they put up with things that are not good like they might put up with tones that are not good or like mistrust or whatever and because in their mind there's always that already that marriage mentality of like i have to stay through this no matter what um you put up with it when in reality it's like no girl that's why you're dating this person because you're trying to see if you want to put up through the bad through thick and thin that's why you have the option to get out oh and and the, the, I've seen so I've seen way too many of my friends put up with cheating boyfriends because of that mentality of oh, oh he's my so best sad. friend and I'm I'm just gonna stick with him through everything because he's my best friend and you know yeah he cheated on me oh. but we can work through this because he's oh, my best friend and at that point girl he's your only friend because you've cut off every one of your other friends you yeah. have no friends and besides also, him now like, yeah, and also I would also redefine your definition of best friend because. I, I am kind of a, I don't, this is, this might be toxic, but, uh, if, season I don't care two. If, I, if I, I don't, I don't care if, I don't care who you are, how I'm related to you, if you are, if I've somehow managed to get myself in a situation where I only have one friend and it's you, and you were to do something like that to me, like that violation of trust, that, like, cheating or, like, lying or being horrible, like, I don't care, like, I will, I don't, I can I have oh, a yeah. problem distancing myself from those people. I literally am, I have a problem with being like, just, if it causes you to sin, cut it off. Like, cut it off. Leave it. I, I, that's what it is for me. Although I do understand the whole like, oh, like I want to keep it. Like I want to try or whatever. But if, if it gets to the point where you flip the switch in Alessandra's brain and she looks at you like, I no longer need this baggage. Like you're gone. Like that's, I don't, I don't. Cause I know that if, if you let it happen once, and you somehow justify it in your brain, you're going to be more likely to do it the second time. So you might as well be over harsh the first time and have a conversation about it and see whether or not you want to actually continue before you put yourself down that train. Because it's not fun. Exactly. And, you know, that's you. I'm so glad that you don't have a problem with that because that is the attitude that you see most commonly in women. It who, has its own sets of problems. Like, oh, trust me. Because, like, being oh. too quick to do that means that, like... It's really hard to, that's an entirely different story. What I'm saying is, is I feel like people should have just as much capacity to forgive 100%, let people out, be loving, redemption, second, I love that, okay? And just as much capacity to be like, oh, heck no, screw you, we're done, cut off, goodbye. Like, just as equal. Because then you can actually think, what does Alessandra want? What does she need in this situation? Which is the better option? Either one is uh, my choice. I have the capacity to do either one. I'm not being controlled by fear or what I feel like I have to do. We're talking like what's actually healthy here. Exactly. Um, and if, yeah. if you've ever, as a man or a woman, ever put up with a 
one of those kind of like emotionally abusive relationships or friendships you know where you just kind of like let the other person be you down for whatever reason if you've Mm -hmm. ever been in one of those situations you understand there's a lot of emotion and a lot of just like feeling that you can't Mm -hmm. quite describe to people when they ask you oh why did you stay in that situation for so oh this person was toxic to you why did you let them be toxic to you for so well it's hard to describe but i I it's also hard to catch it in the moment too exactly And I want to sum it up basically by just saying that you relied on them so wholly for your emotional well-being in the sense of friendship, you know, especially what we classify as best friends. You know, you relied so much on them in that sense that they – that parting with them seemed far more painful than the abuse that you were putting up with. Yep. Yep. Well, there it is. Oh, and that's think, on period, queen. That's on period. Okay, yeah. I think that's a good that's a good end of this one. Good job, Maggie. Wow. Wow. That was good. Alessandra, you were brilliant. That was like oh you were man. Amazing. I feel Your I feel educated now. <laughs> Can so one degree hotter girl, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my Suddenly gosh. I graduate and my opinion matters. I have a bachelor's degree, guys. Listen to what I have to say. It doesn't matter. Uh, it was you know, it's, it's a forty six thousand dollar piece of paper, but you oh, know <laughs> literally the most expensive thing I am. Actually, I don't even own it yet. I'm still working on paying for that thing. Anyways, continuing on. We're like five minutes over time. But tune in tomorrow. We'll have just as good of a topic topic to talk about and you really don't want to miss out on it. Oh no, especially because this one is a a two-parter, you know, (laughs) we've got two sides to this coin. Alrighty, well, tune in next time. Bye. Ciao.